Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about five things, yes, five things that you can do to help your doctor work with you on your thyroid and not against you. So this is going to be very important for any of you who have watched my videos, who have seen my blog articles or whatever it is, and you want to try those therapies for yourself because you you know, I'm convinced, I think rightfully so, that these are the right things for your body. So let's jump in there. Before we do that, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Dr. Childs. I'm an internist. I specialize in treating thyroid problems, balancing hormones, other hormones, sex hormones, and things like that, and also helping people with weight loss. So let's jump into our topic today, which is going to be really important for pretty much everyone who has thyroid problems. Because what, as I've said before, there are a lot of things that you can do, a lot of therapies that are available to you as a thyroid patient, and I talk about them and other people talk about them, but they're not things that your doctor is probably accustomed to doing or even aware that they exist. So it kind of puts you in the situation where you need to try and maybe convince them or sort of educate them um, on these newer therapies so that they can try it on you. Because sometimes it isn't possible or realistic for you to find a doctor that's well-versed in the thyroid, right? Sometimes it's just geographically not an option, right? You might not even live close to somebody who practices this sort of medicine. And by the way, we'll talk about the, the type of medicine we're talking in just a second here. But here are the five things that I want to mention here. Let's start with this one. The number one thing that you can do is to speak their language. Okay. Now the language I'm talking about is not English or their native tongue. I'm actually talking about studies or medical research. Okay. This is how doctors practice medicine. Now, Unfortunately, there have been studies that have come out and shown that about doctors are on average about 17 years behind whatever studies are coming out right now. So what that means is if there's studies coming out about the thyroid this year, it's going to take another 16 to 17 years for your doctor to read those and actually apply those. Okay, so this is why there's such a huge lag time in between the therapies I'm talking about, which actually work, and the therapies that your doctor is currently doing. And this is basically when you account for all the training that your doctor has to go through. Most doctors just are, are taught one way how to practice medicine, and then they practice it till they retire, because most don't even start till their mid-30s. And then it's up to the newer generation, which then picks up. But very few doctors are actually learning as they go. I mean, I know it sounds bad, but that's actually true. And if they do get their studies, they actually get them from pharmaceutical companies. They're not reading the other sort of uh, papers that exist. Okay, so what can you do though? Well, I've made this really easy. On my blog post, if you go to, or on my blog and my website, if you go to any of my blog posts and I've made a claim, like let's say, you know, people do better on taking T4 medication, or t people do better when they take T4 and T3 medications as opposed to T4. If you ever see something like that, I'll have a little parentheses and then a number. And then at the very bottom, there will be a references sheet where you can go to that clinical study. Now, what I'm recommending you do is you speak their language. And I'm not saying you say, hey, I read the study. No, print that study out and bring it to them. Show it to them. And if they're not willing to work with you after reading a clinical study which shows and proves that something is effective, then that's a sign you may need a new doctor, okay? Because now you've done everything that you can to try and speak their language. But that's the first and most important step, I would say, out of all these things. Um, maybe not, they're all important, but this is probably, well, I would say, the most important. And again, you can get all of these resources on any of the blog posts on my website, but you'll have to go to my website. I don't post them on YouTube because some studies have like 50 or some of my blog posts have 50 article references. It's just, it's not realistic. But what you can do is you go to the number. If you see the number, click on the parentheses, you'll go down to the resource. You can click on it and print it out if you need to. Okay. That's number one, speak their language. Number two is have the right expectations. What do I mean? What I'm trying to say is many of you are, let's say taking something like level thyroxine or Synthroid, right? And you're on T4. This is a T you're on T4 only medication and you're trying to switch to something like NDT or T3, 
right? You, you're, you want something with T3 medication in it generally. That, that's generally what most people want to do. And I would say that that's a good first place to start. Now, what some of you might think is, well, I want my doctor to switch me completely from Synthroid all the way over to NDT. Now, if your doctor is very conservative and it doesn't even, isn't even aware that there are studies exist which show that NDT or T3 is superior to T4, it's unlikely that you're going to get them to switch you on the first day all the way over there. A better option might be to say, hey, let's just do baby steps. Let's just take whatever I can get. And so if, if I think my doctor is more likely to move me, let's say from, or to add T3 to my existing dose of level thyroxine, or maybe to switch me from one of these to tyrosine, now you're much more likely to, to get your doctor to work with you as opposed to taking one giant leap, at least you can take a small baby step. So if you are working with somebody who's very conservative, just have a sort of measured approach or, or expectations in terms of what you think that your doctor's willing to do with you. Don't expect them on the first visit to suddenly see the light and wanna switch everything that they've been doing for the last 15 years. Because remember, you're going against whatever they've been taught and whatever they feel um, is the correct way to do it. Okay, so have the right expectations, that's number two. Number three is be polite, but firm, okay? This is kind of a, a delicate balance that needs to be uh, achieved here by you. But here's what I mean by that. So I, I have never had the situation where doctor, where patients have come in and they've you know, been aggressive or, or angry, but I can tell you, I've heard experiences from other physicians and that's never a good way to approach a doctor. You never wanna walk into the doctor's office and say, you know, if you don't do this, then I'm out of here or something. Your, your doctor's just not gonna respond to that. So you want to be polite, but you do want to be firm. And what I'm saying here is that I want you to come in and be a little bit prepared about your situation. So you wanna say something like, um, if you're meeting them for the first time, uh, hey, I, I would really like to try this and don't say I want to do this or else, but just say, hey, I think I want to try something like this. Um, is there something that we can do that? And your doctor's almost always going to have an objection. So you need to be firm in saying, you know what? I, I understand that that's what you're feeling, but I think this study has shown that this is the case and I would like to do this. So you want to be firm in whatever it is that you are going for, but don't be angry in how you're doing it or or aggressive in, in how you're trying to get that, that mission or goal accomplished. So, but again, try to be polite, but do be firm in whatever it is that you're trying to go for. And this one kind of goes to the next one, which is be prepared. So as I said before, I can guarantee you that you are going to get some pushback. No question about it. If you come in and say, hey, I want to switch from Synthroid to NDT, Absolutely, the first thing that you're, that's going to occur is your doctor's going to say, no, I don't think that's a good idea, or the studies show this, or blah, blah, blah. They're, they're going to try and like kind of go above you and over your head with some with other information. You need to be prepared that that's going to happen. If you walk in and you just think it's going to be smooth sailing, you're going to say, hey, um, I'd like to switch from this to that, and your doctor's going to be like, oh, sure, let's do that. It's definitely not going to go down that way, okay? So you have to be a little bit prepared. Be, a, be aware that there's going to be some objections, but then again, be firm in what it is that you're going for, but do be polite in the process. Now, I would, I would probably not go into the, um, the visit you're going to have with your doctor unless you've sort of prepared a response to some common objections. Something like, you know, the objections that doctors will use are things like, hey, if um, I don't think NDT is a good medication because... Um, the amount of thyroid medication is not standardized. That's something doctors say a lot. That's actually not, not true at all. But you should be aware that they're going to say that and that they all, and that also that that thing isn't true. So then you can say, you know, um, actually newer studies have shown that, that that's not the case and the FDA makes sure that everything is, uh, everything is standardized in terms of the, the hormones and the content of hormones in each medication. That's a really simple answer and it's a really simple response. But you have to be prepared in order to do that. Okay, so that's number four. And number five is don't settle. So perhaps the most important thing is that if you try to speak their language, if you have had the right, if you have the right expectations, if you are polite and firm and you are prepared, but your doctor is still not willing to work with you, 
it's probably time to move on to another one, okay? Now, really the doctors, I probably should have said this in the very beginning, but the doctors I'm talking about here are PCPs and endos, okay? So endocrinologists and PCPs, which, are pri which stands for primary care physicians. Now, these are the doctors that are really going to only push T4 medications. They're really going to only, only use the TSH. Um, the doctors that are probably going to have a little bit of a, a more leniency in terms of what they're willing to prescribe, these are doctors that practice integrative or functional medicine and maybe anti-aging medicine. So those doctors are more willing to kind of live in this, this area here. But the PCP and the endos, endocrinologists especially, they're most likely not going to. And even though endos are a thyroid specialist, they still treat the exact same way that PCPs do. So don't think that you're getting anything special by going to an endocrinologist because you're not. But the final thing is make sure that you don't settle. Again, if you've tried it for three or four months and you know they're just not willing to budge or they say, hey, well, let's try and increase your T4 dose and you've done that for six months or whatever, maybe even longer, a year and nothing, and they're still not willing to do anything for you, it's probably time to see a new doctor. Okay, now... Um, I do say here though, I do want you to still try to work with your doctor because I still think that's important. Um, because again, it might not be a possibility for you to find a new doctor because of where you live or something. Like, you, there, these doctors that I've talked about before as well, the ones who do integrative or functional medicine or anti-aging medicine, they generally don't accept insurance. So maybe it's not even, maybe it's not a possibility with um, your funds or you know, money-wise that you can afford that sort of thing. So if that's the case, you have to try and work with them because that's your only option. Okay, so these are the five things that I would recommend that you do so that you can work with your doctor. Now, um, what I want to hear from you is if you've found a doctor that's willing to work with you, leave your comment below. Um, especially even, you can even put the name of the doctor in the location if you want because it's helpful to people. Because people are constantly searching for doctors that are willing to help them. And I can tell you that there is no single place for, um, of doctors, like a location where you can go to say, hey, do you have a resource of all the doctors who practice the way that you do? No, no, no such list exists. I wish there was, but I get the, that question almost every single day. Hey, can you give me a recommendation for somebody who lives in my area? I don't know anybody. I had to teach myself all this stuff. It's not like I was taught it from some sort of you know, group or conglomeration. No, it was all just self-taught. And a lot of it is, so, and it's a lot of it is just doing this and looking at the studies and coming up with my own um, information there. So just so you know, that, be aware of that. Leave your comment below if you have anybody that you know of because that'll help other people. And lastly, don't forget to download my free thyroid resources if you have thyroid conditions because I have tons of resources that, um, that you can use which will help you right away. There are things that you can do and I also actually have a list of clinical studies to help support um, the recommendations that I've made. So you can download that whole list for free and you could you know, just print it out and you can go to it. It's, it's a really detailed, um, really detailed uh, PDF that you can kind of go over. So anyway, um, uh, that's pretty much all I have for you today. And otherwise I'll see you guys in the next one.